And I, if I read mm-hmm. silently, I sometimes I have to read that same page twice mm-hmm. because I'll, my brain will read the words, but I wasn't taking it in because then I started thinking about other stuff mm-hmm. outside of the book. So then I started reading out loud to stay focused on what I was reading. Hmm. So I'll do that so that I could pick it up. Yo, it's a, it's amazing that you know we've made it this far with everybody here at this table with an IEP. <laughs> hey, I admit I was slow. It get it done. That's what I'm I thinking. ain't slow. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying you, but you see, short. You see how hard he went. want a black and white one too the same time i got the last drinks i gave him okay so i got them all at the same time we need to we need to you know mel gotta be different you know what i'm saying and, and have his own own collection well it wasn't about me having my own collection what happened was i was trying to get three of each of these hats for all of us but mm-hmm. the amount of time it was going to take them to do it they held me up so then i was only able to get the ones that i got so all right, so the next question. But you notice he got one for him. He did. You know what I'm saying? He but did. you know, you know. They good. were only able to get these done. Uh, hey, again, all good. Okay, you don't raise your voice. I mean, you, you well, I'm had, right in front you of You about a seven, my boy. <laughs> I don't know why you. <laughs> <laughs> you had about a seven. I need you about a three right there. <laughs> <laughs> He talked to us like he was one of his kids. I was just saying that these were the only ones that they were able to get done. I told you to get in the car. <laughs> That's what you hit us with just now. Right, right. Oh, man. I talked to them niggas way worse. <laughs> Your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Why you do the babies like that? Absolutely. So you pray with them in the morning, then you cuss them out right after. Cuss them out right after prayer. <laughs> but it depends on the time of day and what's out. going on. Yeah, depends on the time of day and what's going on, bro. Like, I ain't trying to hear it. Depending on the type of day and what's going on, bro. Gotta keep like legit. This morning, I'm driving the little one to school, going over her spelling words. That's our Friday thing, you know what I mean? Go over your spelling words. So the word was uh, preschool. She spelled a word wrong. I was like, you wrote it. She wrote it out wrong. This is what she did. She spelled it verbally correctly, but she wrote it out wrong. She's like, no, I didn't. I did not write the C before. I did not write the H before the C. I said, I'm looking at it. Why are you yelling <laughs> when I'm literally looking at what the f- you wrote? <laughs> and you telling me to. <laughs> and you talking about you talking about some. Let me see it. Let me. I'm telling you what I. I'm looking at it right now. So I don't know if it's just a trait with these kids, kids. or what, but it's, it's like the kids. Yo, it may I don't I don't quite understand it. Oh my! I God. told you, people always seem surprised or 
Maybe it's because most parents have evil things that they, and let me not say evil. They have things that they think about their kids that they know wouldn't be popular, but they're afraid to say it because of how they look. Right, right, right. And I just say it. And then they be so surprised that I'm willing to say it out loud, even though it's what they were thinking. Right, right. Like, kids get on your damn nerves. Everybody know that. Kids get on your nerves. We know this. It's hard to be a parent. You know, it is what it is. You take the good with the bad when you have kids, whatever. And sometimes kids get on your damn nerves. So I set boundaries with my kids. After 9 o'clock. Don't talk. Don't talk to me. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk to me. After 9 p.m., you, shit on you are not allowed to talk to me, bro. <laughs> you cannot talk to me after 9 o'clock. If you're hungry, work it out. It better be an emergency. You better be an emergency or you better be sick. If you're sick or an emergency, that's fine. I got to clock in as a parent. If there's anything extracurricular, keep it to yourself till tomorrow. How do you explain this to a child? Though? I don't explain it. I you say, say, don't talk, don't to, me talk to me after 9 o'clock. Okay, so the next question is, how early did you teach them how to read a clock? That's what, that's what I need As to soon do. as they can tell time... <laughs> <laughs> or you just say, don't talk to me. Don't it's, talk to it's, me. It's after, t- it's after the time to talk to me. Exactly. Very simple. I got to create boundaries with them. You do. I'm up do. At, I'm up at 5.30. Monday through Friday, I'm up at 5.30. I get the kids ready for the day. I take them to school. I do all this stuff with them. I, then I spend all my day working, being in meetings. Then they come home. I got to do homework, practice, conversation. How was your day? This and that, whatever. If I don't turn everybody else off at a certain point of the day, Man. I ain't going to have no time for myself, my own thoughts, whatever. The way Mel described that, he sound like a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my boy a bad bitch, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you a boss. Hey, hey boss. Come on, bro. That came out of left field. It did, bro. I did not know he was about to I say. I thought you was about to say he a good father. <laughs> He a good daddy. That's what I'm black not about to take that, do. yo. That's not what you it's said. It's fine, man. <laughs> Look, as you can see, we back. Hey, Another dish of the Melody's hey, podcast. Yo. We ignorant already, man. It's your boy hey. Melly Mel. You know your favorite truth teller, aka oh, if you don't want to know, don't ask me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna hit y'all with the rest of it. <laughs> but your, we in here. It's too late. It's too late. It's your boy T. Roy, aka your local uh, hope dealer. Oh, man. I'm here to sell. Hope that uh to the fullest. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm, I'm here to sell hope uh, to the to the full. Anybody buy hope? What's up? It's your boy, Doctor Life Coach Lace, aka NBA Old Boy, aka Hugo. Call me the boss. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. This nigga been writing out, Dag. I have no reason to write slogan. that. I have no reason. He to been write practicing. That. He been rehearsing the slogan. What the fuck? Practice. Look at in the mirror. In the mirror. Too. Was, it's like uh, Hugo the boss. <laughs> No, First of all, fuck you, and nobody does that. <laughs> he write it down in the journal, Troy. You know Lace a journaling ass nigga. Oh, do you journal for real, for real? Lace journal? I have, yeah. I, have. I mean, not. I ain't trying to say it in a negative way. No, no, wrong not. With journaling. no, no, no. I'm no, just no. saying he would, if yeah. he was practicing, he would write it down. I'm intrigued because um, I feel like I should be journaling. Yeah, you got to write things down, man. You got to write it down. Feelings, emotions, things that have happened, where you want to go. All of that. How far back does your journal go? I started uh, probably my senior year in college. Wow. Yeah, probably senior year in college. And you you uh, you journal every day? No, 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 no. It's not it's not every day. It's just at this point when I feel led to. Yeah, I imagine the uh, like you know instances that you deal with that's like you're trying to process through your mind. Mm-hmm. So, I, but do you also like journal like highs? Like today was a good day. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I do that too. You know what I mean? Like to uh, accomplishments of the day, opportunities that I left on the table, things to do. Like that's how I kind of format it. Mm. Yeah. Do you just write it to get it out, or do you go back and revisit it to see? If uh, it- I generally, if I say for instance, uh, I go back. Um, I'll go back like the month before, but not before, but after. So I'll write this month. Next month, I go back and look at what I wrote um, from this month, and then equate it to where I'm at or what I'm dealing with in that way. Mm. See, I tried journaling, getting my thoughts and emotions out, and it didn't feel like me mm-hmm. um, because I prefer to just talk out loud sure. to myself mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I have, I was not since senior year of college, a little bit earlier than that, mm-hmm. I do write down stuff that I want to do, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do that. Yeah, like, I'll yeah. write out stuff I want to accomplish. I've always done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll go back and look and see if I've done it. But journaling, it just never clicked for me. Like, I could just, I try. No, I mean, I write how I talk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mince words or you know what I mean switch up like that right how I talk like this dumb motherfucker <laughs> like I write how I write how I, I talk thinking. yeah 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 no I don't I don't change up in that way so I, I literally write down exactly how I would normally express you could probably do uh audio yeah I thought mm-hmm. I have thought about that too audio journal notes. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I just I ain't gonna call it a bad habit but I think I get it from my dad because when I was a kid I used to be riding in the car with him and I'd hear him talking and mm-hmm. I used to think that he was talking on the phone, but he was talking to himself. And then I jump in and say something. And he like, I'm talking to myself. And then now I find myself doing that, uh, where I'm just talking to myself, like talking through my thoughts. But it's it's auditory. It's almost mm. like I'm having a back and forth. Yeah. And then um, either Miles will do it sometimes. He'd be like, "What'd you say? You say something?" And I'm like, "Hey, I'm talking to myself." Like, mm. or it frustrates me because. Sharita knows that I do it, but she'll hear me talking to myself, and then she'll she jump into for my data. conversation. <laughs> like, she right down the desk. This nigga thinking about. <laughs> she, she like use it, use it for information, or she'll take it as an opportunity to try to jump into the conversation that I'm having with myself. Nigga, I heard you talking to yourself. I know what you're saying. And then I get irritated because I'm like, I can't even talk to myself. Mm. Like I'm trying to talk with me. I can't talk to me by myself. You trying to? You got to jump into that too. Being nosy. <laughs> Talking about being nosy, that joint frustrate me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't even let me talk to myself without being included. Yeah, that's good though. Uh, why do you? I'm, 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 I'm genuine. I'm, a, I got a, so many questions right now. <laughs> I got so many questions. Uh, the talking to you, well, like, what motivated your dad to do it? What motivates you to do it? Like, you know, uh, I don't think it's a motivation as much as it is maybe craziness. Uh, <laughs> I probably didn't sound chemically right. unbound. I'm, I'm, you know I'm not saying like unbound. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think there was ever a motivation that said, let me talk to myself as much as it just happens because mm-hmm. I rehearse things in my head. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The day I rehearse or conversations that I had with people and when I'm re rehashing uh, in my head, it's almost like I'm reliving that exact moment mm-hmm. and then I may be saying out loud something I forgot to say or wanted to say or should have said or something. It's almost like I'm practicing for next time. Right. right. It yeah. seems. Um, but then also, this may sound a little bit Different. Sometimes I read books out loud too, because mm-hmm. I can't sit there in silence and read it in my head. Sometimes, <laughs> look, see, look, look, look. <laughs> you that kid, you that kid that laugh. I'm gonna tell you why school. though. Late, look. you a bully, bro. You a bully. No, it was the way. <laughs> it was the way I said it. I know why you laughing. It's the way I said it. But listen, the reason why I do that is oh, two. Re- it's God. two reasons. It's two reasons why I do that. I've realized that when I sit there and try to read the book in my head, like quietly, I can do it, mm-hmm. but I don't retain the information as quickly as oh. if I read it out loud. And if I read it out loud, 
I'll pick it up a lot faster. Gotcha. I found myself. Funny. For me, it's reverse. For I real? can't read out loud because I won't pick up on anything. No, nah, if I read mm-hmm. silently, I sometimes I'll have to read that same page twice mm-hmm. because I'll, my brain will read the words, but I wasn't taking it in because then I started thinking about other stuff mm-hmm. outside of the book. So then I started reading out loud to stay focused on what I was reading. Hmm. So I'll do that so that I could pick it up. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing that, you know, we've made it this far with everybody here at this table with an IEP. <laughs> Hey, I admit I was slow. It get it done. That's what I'm I saying. ain't slow. Yeah, I slow. No, no, no. I'm not saying you, but you, you short. See how hard he And I'm gonna catch him slipping, bro. Oh. No, nah, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I was, I was. I That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Hey, yo. Y'all got to do better, yo. yo. Y'all got to do better. Listen. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hey, my boy, that that was was triggering. He got defensive (laughs) real quick, didn't he? made it in school back in the day like um the only reason why i wasn't gifted and talent gifted and talented is because my friends was in there not because mm-hmm. <laughs> i showed an aptitude for the studies i was like oh my friends is over there oh i'm finna be over there no, too I, I, I faked it till I, and i got in there too mm-hmm. but going back to this whole journaling thing we can talk about school and being slow a little bit later on because i'm really interested in knowing about that too but um journaling what was wh- you say you started it back in college. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm harping on this because I really feel like this is a good, healthy mental exercise yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. that I think a lot of men could probably take advantage of. Because, uh, one, I don't feel as though we talk enough. Mm-hmm. And in the black community, black men won't go to the uh, psychologist, counselor, yep. uh, whatever. Won't even go to a chiropractor to crack the back. But, <laughs> pause. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm interested. What motivated was, was it something inspired by your dad, a mentor? No. So my, I mean, as many people know, my pops is a, a preacher, minister. So he writes down everything. So I, I had always seen him write down, you know, sermons, you know, start to finish. I mean, even, um, some of the, uh, other components that he, stories and stuff like that, that he would put into his messages 
he wrote all that stuff down, which is really from a psych class that I started to journal. It was a, a task that we had to do for an assignment, and it just kind of stuck because it made sense because, again, it was structured in a way where you could talk about aspects of what you're dealing with, see things futuristically, what you would change, and it just became a process yeah. from there. So that's why I started um, doing it based on that particular class in college. Mm, that's, yeah. that's, that's really good, man. I really want. I really need to get into journaling. I just can't take the time out to be like, "Oh, I'm with journal today." Well, you could do it throughout. Like it could be like you got downtime at work. Let me jot this down real quick, or put a note in your phone, and then you go back and write yeah. it out later. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what I generally do. Like I keep, you know, all kind of notes and stuff like that, or um, things that are inspiring or whatever, and build upon that. And has it benefited you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say so. Um, it helps you how so? process differently because you can actually get something out. You're not harboring, whether it's feelings, thoughts, emotions, mm -hmm. and then I'm not I'm not gonna yell at you like Mel just did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't I, slow. I could write down, I'm not slow. That way, I'm not <laughs> yelling it out of me. So that's oh, that. <laughs> that's what you get, yo. <laughs> But that kind of that that actually helps in how you engage. Like, say, if I got an issue with a colleague or something like that, I would jot down what that looks like, sure. and it would shift how I address them in a open meeting or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So, mm. all of that kind of thing, all that kind of thing. Mm. I think that'd be really good. Mm -hmm. Don't look at me. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to encourage me. I get you. Sometimes you just got to talk to yourself out loud. You got to. That's you know, true. Journaling. I'm not knocking journaling. I, it just didn't feel like me. I just jumped out the window on journaling, journaling because people that I look up to or admire was like, oh, they journal. They mm -hmm. do whatever. So then I was like, all right, maybe I need to be journaling or yeah. something like that. And it just, you know, it didn't work for me. But talking out loud to me is journaling. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just auditory. Yeah. So. And I think that's, 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 really, that's really healthy. Once again, some of the thoughts that we harbor, the word that you said, harbor, mm -hmm. we harbor... Meaning we we are stationary on one thing, yeah, and it's hard for us to move on because we haven't actually put it somewhere where it can actually just be and stay. Case in point, um, I had a I had a conversation with a coworker about a last week, and uh, the conversation didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, um, and so afterwards I just kept thinking about it and I had a conversation with my wife I actually repeated everything that we said in the conversation. And um, I said, I should probably write this down. I said at least three times in the conversation. She was like, you should. I was like, I'm not going to write it down. The next day, still in my mind, mm -hmm. the moment I took, I took about mm, maybe 30 minutes to an hour to write down how I felt. I ain't, I haven't, I have to go back to read it in right, order right. to remember yeah, yeah. what I actually mm -hmm. was, what I, what actually took place. Because uh, had I not written it down, it would have that that whole moment that I had with my coworker would have become a snowball effect, yeah. and it would have been more um, uh, venomous mm -hmm. uh, and more villainized mm. than what it actually really was. Yeah. But right now, I am. And until we talked about this right now, talk about journaling, I hadn't thought about it since I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about it at all. Maybe every once in a while I come up, but it's just like, eh, whatever. But I've I've dealt with it, and I actually have a place where I dealt with it. I can go back and visit if I want to, but I don't have to. Right. Not in the cloud anymore. Not in the cloud. Not in the cloud. Lace, three for three today. <laughs> hey. <laughs> three for three. That's what we do. 
three for three, not in the cloud. Simple Your brain nuggets. is a cloud. Simple nuggets. Simple nuggets. So I think maybe my perspective on journaling is probably why I didn't like catch on with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I get writing things down in terms of vision because I have a lot of vision. Um, and it's always been something that's been explained to me. Like, as a man, you should have vision. Like, you should know where you're going, know where you're taking yeah. people, whatever. So from the vision standpoint, it's easy for me to write that down. If I have a vision, I write that down. I go visit it. That's easy. I think the struggle for me with journaling, for the most part, is other people are using it <clears throat> as a way of getting their feelings out of their system, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting their uh, thoughts about a situation out of their system. And... I'm not someone who struggles with that because I usually wear my thoughts and my emotions on my sleeve. So mm-hmm. it's easier for me to articulate my feelings and issues. So I can quickly get it out, you know, and then I don't think about it no more. Whereas you, like, you wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Like me, once I let that fly out of my mouth, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. I don't think about it no more. Because I'm like, all right, I'm free. I got that out. So yeah. then I don't feel a need to journal. Right, but I think that was my avenue. struggle. Yeah, you know, just so it was it just out. like, yeah. You know I mean? So I think that's why I didn't catch on for me. Um because it felt more like an expression of feeling, and sure. I didn't feel like I was struggling with that. So, mm-hmm. but it was just easier for me to be like, I want to accomplish this over the next three months. This how I'm gonna do that. Whatever. That was a lot easier mm-hmm. to gotcha. me. So it just didn't stick with me like I thought. That and that's a, that's another part. So the journaling for the sake of dealing, getting stuff out the cloud, and then the purpose for vision. That's also something I need to get into. The reason why I haven't, I've written down vision before, right? You know what I'm saying, and. But some of the visions that I have, I'm I'm scared of them, mm. and not scared in a sense that they are scary, mm-hmm. but scared that I, I have a fear of failure. And but uh, and y'all y'all help me. Um, I think I might have heard some some once before. Something like you don't really have a fear of failure; you have a fear of success. Mm-hmm. Have y'all heard that before? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I, I'm like, I don't know what happens if I actually get these things. So I just let, I let vision just go to the wayside, never writing it down. And so then each day, I, I, I have an overall purpose for my life, but each day I'm looking for a new purpose. And a man should not be looking for a new purpose every right, single yeah, day. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I really feel like we have a purpose we need to set, uh, set. And then there's a difference between purpose and goals. Oh, for sure. So, uh, goals add up to purpose, but goals aren't purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what I, I've I've minced the two into believing that goals are purpose, and so yeah. I've met, I've left some goals out there mm-hmm. to uh, either I haven't achieved them or I I did achieve them, but didn't see how they add up to the big picture. <clears throat> and so here I am, not giving myself a pat on the back because I'm like, I'm still at my, not at my purpose, not even realizing a goal that I just met got me up a new rung on this ladder of purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And purpose could be, it, it may not necessarily be tangible. That's the thing. Purpose is something that you live, you walk in, you breathe, you execute, whereas a goal is what you're seeking to obtain or you're seeking to mm-hmm. accomplish. So it's, it's they're, they're vastly different, but we do oftentimes mince them together you know yeah. what i mean or some people just don't really understand their purpose or they're trying to find their purpose etc so you know what i mean it's a lot of different avenues as it pertains to that mm. so what about um <clears throat> i mean you kind of spoke to it already but do you feel like you always looking for a new purpose because you're ignoring the visions that you have yes 
Yes. Why are you running? What you running from? I think I have a fear of, of success. But why are you fearful of success? Isn't that the goal? Isn't that the name of the game, to be successful in all that you do? You know, it's very, uh, um, I just recently was visiting that. How come I don't want that? And I think it's because when you have goals – some goals you have that you have to achieve, you have to get outside of your comfort zone in order to sure. achieve them. You have to push beyond yourself. Um, and my whole thing is like, if it's not something that I'm comfortable with already doing, then I don't want to do it. Uh, go uh, when I was doing my grad, my first gr- uh, grad degree, uh, I was meeting with my grad director of the um, that I was a GA of. You know, that, mm-hmm. they was paying for uh, my degree. And I met with her, and she was like, you know what, Troy, uh, Mrs. Strawbridge, I'm going to go ahead and give you your props for this, uh, even though you made me mad. Uh, <laughs> she said, you know what, Troy, your whole life, you've just been able to get by off your charm. Mm-hmm. You never really had to put in work. You could just you could just do the bare minimum. People was like, I'm glad Troy's here. But now that you face with something that's going to make you go beyond your comfort zone, beyond yourself, uh, uh, you can't you uh, you can't rise to the occasion. You can't mm. rely on your charm. And I'm like, yo, first of all, I smack taste out. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> Who you think you're talking to? Uh, but at the same time, it was such a it was a gem that I needed to hear. Right, right, right. It was a gem that I needed to hear. And um, I'm just realizing, in order to achieve this next level. I'm, I'm gonna have to get out of my comfort zone. Yo, comfort, comfort, zone comfort ain't it, man. That's the thing. People feel like comfort is where you want to be, but yeah. comfort can stifle you. Comfort can keep you um, in a box. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you want, if you want it, only you can get it, man. And you gotta get, go outside of that realm of comfort to achieve that. Particularly in the the way in spaces that we walk and operate in now, everything is ever changing. So. Yeah. Um, the reason why I asked you that, Troy, is because I had a similar experience of being fearful of success. Um, and man time, we're going to get transparent real quick. Uh, we've been kind of funny all day, but I used to have a fear of success as well. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly because I'm a person who doesn't like change. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear me all the time. Like, I like yeah. I fight to the death to stay me. I don't want to change my routine. I, I get consistent with stuff, and I just don't, you know what I'm saying, like change, whatever. And to me, success represented change and change in a way that I may not be ready for because you hear all these stories of successful people who like, <clears throat> I got bigger, my money grew, my situation changed, then I started having less friends or mm-hmm. family departed from me or relationships left me and this and that or whatever. And, you know, being someone who didn't grow up with their family, my friends become my family. So yeah. my friends are the family that I chose or whatever. So then the thought of potentially being successful and then, and then maybe outgrowing my friend group or my family mm-hmm. <clears throat> to me was scary. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to, you know, move in that direction or whatever. Um, and then I can't remember who said it to me. And if I knew who said it to me, I would give them credit for it. But I was having a similar conversation like the one I'm having right now. And they basically were telling me that I don't know how many other people that are connected to me's blessing is in me being mm-hmm. obedient to yeah. my vision and moving mm-hmm. in the direction of success. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it just made me start to think about what I could be robbing my kids from, my mm-hmm. wife from, mm-hmm. or my family or friends who may be connected to me that might receive a blessing later on by me going up. And mm-hmm. then maybe they get an opportunity to do something as well. So mm-hmm. that kind of got me out of 
the fear of it. I still struggle with it a little bit, but I pushed, you know, through it. But I had that initial fear of like I don't, you know, like I want success, but I don't want to lose everything, <laughs> right, lose everything right, just right. to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just remember being um, afraid of that. And I've, you know, I pushed through it. I've, I've, I've grown it up until now. I haven't, uh, would say, lost friends or relationships or things like that. I've been able to go up and be successful and be able to reach out, bless, and pull other people up. But that definitely, I felt where you was coming from. That's why I asked, because I also had that same In the you know, words of the songstress, Alana Morissette, what is it, Elena Morissette? Who sang Elena. that song? Elena Morissette. The white girl? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Part of Mel's fear was disposing of folks that he was engaged and connected to. Through growth. <coughs> through growth. Through growth. Through, through growth, through growth you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, hey. But, no, I think, too, I mean, I understand. For, so, for me, it was more so um, not necessarily fear or uh, whatever. It was more so people have always told me I was going to be successful. So, it was almost like not living up to the expectation. expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've heard that, you know what I mean, since elementary school. Like, you go do great. You, you do, do this, that, and the third, whatever, whatever. Of course, not knowing what that looked like and still navigating um, what success looks like for me, and um, but to Mel's point, people looking up to you and oh, you 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 doing this, you doing that. I see you, yada yada, fake love, real love, whatever the case may be. Um, but living up to that, you know, personal standard, but also the standards that others just generally place, yeah, 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 um, on us and what we do. So it's it's always um, intriguing. But I, I relish in, in change and and um, things shifting and all that. I, I love it. I yeah. Love it. I know for like, okay, talking about elevating and stuff like that and trying stuff, getting out of the comfort zone. Like people, people can look at my life and say, "But Troy, you're doing all these things. Like you're you you got a job and you're doing a podcast and stuff." Like I'm like, dude, this podcast ain't really work. One, I get to hang out with my friends, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get to hang out with my friends, talk trash to each other, which I really love. I get to I get to. Uh, work with uh, technology, software, and stuff like that. Like, that's not getting out of my comfort zone. But, like, what is beyond that, Troy? What is a – because I'll tell you all this right now. I don't like playing golf. Mm. I don't like playing golf. One, I never played golf a lot playing uh, coming up. Mm -hmm. And when I tried to play golf, I wasn't good at it. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) – so what I'm saying is, like, to to push myself means I have to stretch myself in an area where I'm not good at, where I have to depend upon others to help me through, where I have to be patient with myself. Mm. And those are things that I don't want to do. It's crazy. It causes me to do extra. But I, but I recognize if I'm not willing to do that, then I'm going to miss out on so much. True. Case in point, um, back at Easter's, um, Easter with an S, Back at Easter's, I was telling my grandma, I was like, "Hey, I want to take you to, I want to see, I want to take you to see some places, you know. I want to take you to New York to see your family and stuff like that, and I want to take you to an island and stuff like that, or across the nation." And she was like, "Well, as long as, long as you gassing up the car, I'm going." I was like, "Ma, some of these places you gotta get on the plane. Mm-hmm. You can't just you you can't just you can't just well I'm, I well if I get on if I gotta get on the plane, it ain't gonna happen." And in her limitation of those and and being able to go that mode, Mm -hmm. that the mode of transportation, she's going to miss out on so much. And so for me, very similarly, if unless I'm willing to try a different mode of transportation in my life, come on, Troy, 
then I'm going to miss out on some things that's that real. I will not Ooh, get a chance to be a good. part of. That's good. Or see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. first time I got on, like, okay, talking about in real life, you know, first time I got on the plane was when I was 26. Uh, the first time that I went beyond Kentucky, I was 30, somewhere in my 30s. And we went out to Vegas. I'm like, yo, this is beautiful. I need to get up out of here more often. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, I got. Different mode of transportation. Different mode of transportation. Hey, if you want to level up. You, if you want to level up, you got to try something new. Different mode of transport. Major keys. Major keys. Major keys. I like that. Major keys. So now that you have this new information, I would say, what are you going to do after today? To change your uh, thought process or behavior as it relates to avoiding moving in the direction of success, you know, for fear, yeah. you know, is, is that you're gonna take it some time to marinate on it and think about, <laughs> think about if you want to do it or you'd like forget it. I'm gonna just go for it. Yeah, um, good question. Um, <clears throat> I think the first thing is. The first step is to face fear head on. Face to face, get with him. Be like, hey, bro, you can't keep me from where I'm going. And here are some here are some places where I feel like I'm being led to go. Uh, physical locations, places in life, um, and you know things that I would like to achieve. I gotta write them all down. So then, after I write them all down, what is what are some steps? To get what is a first step to get to those places, and I'm gonna tell you what reason why you worry more about the first step. You actually hit on this a couple episodes ago. Uh, instead of worrying about the big steps, let's take a small step first. Mm-hmm. What is a first small step that I can get there? And if I take one step in that direction, I'm closer to that thing than I was once before. Absolutely, I'm closer to that. So I think it is to face fear head on. Um, and to to actually not be afraid to write down uh, visions and goals and stuff like that and try to maybe organize it to see, okay, when I meet this goal, this adds up to this part, and this actually brings me up a little bit, but a little bit higher. And this is another thing, too, I can't be afraid of. I can't be afraid. Okay, write down the vision, make it plain. We know that, right? Um, we all, I, I, I have to be willing to share that vision with someone else. Now, not with everybody. Because mm-hmm. if I share it with everybody, I run the risk of having too many people having a say into what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I do need someone to hold me accountable. I do need accountability. And so I think that's going to have to be one of those things that's like where I share that with someone to make sure that I'm on track. Yeah. Say less. Um, do you ever, and this just hit me as we were talking about this conversation, do you find it interesting that people are often fearful of things that are potentially good for them, but fearless when it comes to engaging with stuff that is detrimental to us? I'm balanced. Like what? Give me an example. Like we have fear of success. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, we don't want to take the steps to grow or um, because we're worried about how the end will look. The biggest part of fear about success is we want to see the end before we start. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 we knew yeah, how uh-huh. the end. If we knew how it ended, mm-hmm. or well, not how it ended. If we knew how it would end, it'd be so much easier for us to take that first step. Mm-hmm. But because there's so much unknown to it, there's so many variables, so many questions. We don't want to take the first step because it's unfamiliar. 
but this thing that I've been able to see other people do or be involved with that's technically detrimental, but not to the point where I'm going to die from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no fear about that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's not helping me. It's not benefiting me anyway. It's not moving me in the direction that I want to go. You would think that I would be more fearful of doing right. something that's going to take me backwards mm-hmm. uh-huh. than getting involved with something that's going to push me but know, again, some, sometimes pushing to the positive is more is so outside of the comfort zone that that is more fearful than me going to do X, Y, Z that I know is bad for me, but yes. I know the outcome. Just like yes. when we were younger, we would go to the club. I'm getting plastered tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow with a f***ing hangover, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we would rather do that knowing the outcome Rather than this is something for that will benefit me long term and that can propel me in a certain way because I'm fearful of what that may look like. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And we're so we could be conditioned to accept failure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That when we have success, we don't even know what to do with it. We don't know how to celebrate. That's the reason why uh, I'm pretty sure y'all might have saw articles before people who play the lottery and they finally win, they either go broke or they die. Shortly after getting all that money. Well, Lord, if you're listening, I need you to, <laughs> to, to bless me. If you're listening, Lord, I got a couple things I need to get done. Fast, quick, and in a hurry. So, you know. What it, would you do? What well, would you do with your money? I know what I would do with my money. Honestly, I would go straight into the next business in For real? Mm-hmm. Like, legit. I know straight up. Yeah, that's, that's just what Depending it is. Depending on how I, much it is. Depending right, on if I know it's exactly mega what I would or, do. Yeah, you know. I know exactly what I would do. It would definitely be a business initiative, uh, but, you know, handle some things personally um, and, yeah, go on to the next thing. I, w- I wouldn't go away or um, lose sight of what I'm what my purpose is. I would just feed more in, yeah. into that. Uh, feed more into that. If I ever won the lottery, if it was like the mega or something like that, yeah. the first thing I'm doing is taking a year off from life. Not like oh yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah, yeah. Taking just a year like mm-hmm. to breathe, relax, mm-hmm. not be worried about fulfilling somebody else's expectations. Right. You know, doing whatever. Like I'll do my own thing, but I'm definitely taking that year off mm-hmm. just to breathe, and mm-hmm. then I'll use my money for the next business adventure, yeah. whatever vision I have. You know, uh, blessing other people and stuff like that. Like I already know what I would do with it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I'm a ball. There's gonna be some stuff that I'm gonna be right if you're you know listening, with, but you know, actually I don't know what I would do for my millions. I, I, a re- relaxation is definitely one of the things, but my fear is, is that I become so comfortable with relaxation that I don't have any, that I would lose focus. And well, you can afford the pill that you would not have to pop to stay focused. <laughs> would you? You mean you? You mean like you feel like you get so relaxed that you would just lose? He just like all care. complete interest in life. I wouldn't and everything care. I probably, I probably gain weight. What's the purpose of you know looking looking good when I got the I'm money? Rich. I'm rich. I just walk up in here. Y'all see me shining? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see me shining? You see it? What I need to be in shape for? Um, but I, I I mean like yeah I I I, I don't know and I'm, I'm kind of fearful of that because. One of my goals is to is to be wealthy, not mm-hmm. just rich, but mm-hmm. wealthy. Um, and wealth comes with more than just having money, but it's more of a, a fullness of lifestyle uh, that I would like to have too. But um, I know off rip, you know, I'm giving the ten, the ten percent go to the, you know, go to the, uh, go to the church. I'm gonna go ahead and do that, so I can go ahead and take care of Jesus real quick. Um, and then after that, um. 
give maybe pay off some bills for you know for some family members maybe for myself because that's one thing I'm also afraid of I'm afraid of as soon as I get on like that it's gonna be people coming out the woodworks so and you, you know would pay for, you would pay family members bills I I would pay a bill before I gave you money oh, okay gotcha. so if you got a if you got a, a mortgage payment I got you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not finna give you, you 500 for the weekend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm not finna do that. Mm. Um, I, I I think that's more responsible um, than to just give people straight up money. Um, I know one of our friends would probably not agree with this, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, even taking care of the homeless, I'm not finna give you money. I want to take care of your well-being. Your you situation. Yeah, I would rather help you for your situation. So I would do that. And then, I honestly, I wouldn't know what to do with the money. I wouldn't know what to do with the money. It'd be sitting there. Mm. You'd find something to do with of it. Of course. Of course. You'd find something to do with it. Y'all wouldn't see me for at least good six months. I'm going to be, I'm I'm be, be, yeah, be in Dubai or something like that, or Fiji. Yeah, I'm everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm going everywhere. Singapore. Everywhere they never care. Yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's, what, I mean. that's what I'm going to do. So speaking of success, moving like to the next stage or topic of that, um, a lot of that comes with, like you said, making the decision, making the decision to take the first step to move forward, whatever. Um, in y'all's experience or in life in general, how have you been able to navigate feeling like you've made the wrong decision? Like you're moving in the area of success, you feel like you're taking steps, taking actions, or maybe you were fearful or nervous to do something. And for all the reasons why you're nervous, then you step out, take a step, and then it don't go your way or something falls apart. And then you kind of feel like this is confirmation to the fact that I shouldn't have been doing this to begin with. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like even though you might still be moving in the right direction, you know, and maybe it wasn't a bad decision, but you feel like it was a bad decision. Or maybe you tried to circumvent the process and take a shortcut to where you want to go and you made a bad decision. Now you're in a situation. Yeah. You really. know, how do you feel uh, or how do you navigate that type of situation? Because, you know, uh, a lot of things that we deal with as men is has to do with our decision making the decisions and the choices that we make on a day-to-day you mm-hmm. know with who we interact with what what direction we want to go like how we handle those type of situations and i can remember times personally where uh, i've made bad decisions and in the moment it felt like a good decision but then later it impacted me negatively mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. that i was demoralized by mm-hmm. what i was dealing with and it made me not even want to press on you know, because I was wallowing in the bad decision or I kept beating myself up, yeah. you know, like what if I had or what, you know, like what could it have been, this, those type of things. So um, how have y'all dealt with or navigated those type of situations? Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing is not wallowing in it. I mean, decision done, you know what I'm saying? Decision so is done. You got to own it. You got to deal with the residue of it um, and incorporate that in how you make your future decisions. Um Moving from the situation, et cetera. But I mean, like I said, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But there's no need to kind of live and, and relish in that because that, that that really does nothing for the situation, and it can cloud your future judgment as well. Right. Because a lot of times, I mean, I've seen you know friends, family, um, associates. Oh, I made this poor decision here. Oh, I'm never gonna do that again in this way. Well, it maybe if you just shifted a bit and had a different area of focus, you could still find success in it. You just can't do it the way that you did it before. So, but relishing in it, allowing it to um, hinder how you move and shake moving forward, that does not um, contribute to the solution, in my opinion. Yeah, and so then I, th- I think a good way of saying that is 
uh, hopefully this can summarize it really well in just one sentence. Take your losses and make them a learning oh, uh, for sure. experience. Um, and uh, I've had a lot of losses. I had a lot of losses, and I didn't learn from a lot of. Them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you learn. You learn something. You learn something. I, I learn. I learn in some instances how stubborn I am. Right. That's what because some about yourself. You right. Know what I mean. I've learned a few times how stubborn I am and how quick I'll be to defend myself, not even taking the opportunity to analyze the decision that I make to say, was this a smart decision? Mm-hmm. Or was this was, was this something that I just wanted to do because I wanted to prove a point to somebody? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, that's, I think, uh, looking at them like that because condemnation is real, bro. Mm-hmm. Self-condemnation is is real, and it can cause depression. And I, I mean, seriously, like, so much to the point of where you are in chains because you can't move away from that instance in life. Um, back when I was in sixth grade, I was uh, sitting at the lunch table, and um, right beside our lunch table is the uh, punishment silent table, you know, where people are sitting at and stuff like that who got in trouble during the day who can't sit with their class at lunch. And um, there was two kids sitting there, and I my back is to them, but they they trash talking me for some strange reason. I don't even know why. Um, but they decided to you know talk trash about me. I calm I calmly turned around and said the classic term that you say at any at to anyone who is trash talking you back then, your mama. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I classically said your mama in return, in which. After I finished eating my lunch and I carried my little tray, one of them came up to me as I'm walking away and said, uh, what'd you say about my mama? I said, uh, what? And he proceeded to knock the glasses off of my face. (laughs) He snuck you. He snuck me. Well, I mean, he looked me in the face as he punched me, uh, uh, and my glasses fell on the ground. And as you can imagine, I'm looking around like jinkies. Now I uh, turns out, I, and I did not know this because I don't know this. I don't know this dude at the time. I know, you know, as time progressed, his mama, his mother had died and passed away and stuff like that. In the age of six, I mean, sixth grade, you know, you're really that's that's really personal for you. Um, but I let that moment hold me in a grip for years, and I'm talking about for years to the point of where. I, I knew every day somebody was talking to me. Y'all see Troy got punched in the face? Like every like for like three or four years. And niggas had forgot that ever happened. <laughs> they had totally forgot, but I could not let that go. I forgot that. And and but and I and I give that story to say that throughout the years I have taken losses just like that and I've let that hold me and that's kept me from moving forward. Man, when I got fired for sleeping in the um in the uh, handicap, first of all, it wasn't handicap. Okay? okay, it was the regular urinal on the in the basement floor. Okay, worse. um, when I got Definitely caught, worse. I t- I got fired, and for years I was like, I'll never live up to this ever again. And even today, I chase the ghost of Troy being a good worker who never got fired from that mm. from that instance I, I still to this day and um and I've, I've had to I had to learn it's like hey Troy that was a you that was 
that was 20-year-old Troy. You know how stupid you were back when you was 20? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a whole new man now. Go ahead and work and, and work towards in life, not letting that hold you back, even though that was a poor decision that you made back then. Um, so we just not go, bondage. We're not going to talk about Troy getting stole off on. I was good. Look, just, I was trying to. And just letting that ride. I was, like, we just go. I was trying to let it breathe, bro. We just go overlook that. I, I was trying to let it breathe. I was going to ask some questions about it, but I didn't want us to take it too far away. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like. You just go get stole got, off on and let that ride. Stole off. I, I was gonna ask him why he felt uh, <laughs> so embarrassed by the situation. Was it the fact that his glasses got knocked off, or he f- didn't react the way that he wanted to react to that situation, or right. you know, just Ooh, or was it? So that that's is a good question. I was gonna ask that, oh, but that I didn't want to go the, like my man. You know what I mean? Mother I, who passed away. I don't take back the mama. Your mama statement. Okay. okay, I don't take that back, even though his mama had passed away. Because that was just something that you said. You know what I'm saying? You don't mean your mama. You just... I mean your mama. <laughs> I'm just saying. For if I say your mama, I mean your mama. That was I'm just. About <laughs> but uh, I do play it back because I'm like, why didn't I scrap with homie? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was in me that kept me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's more layers to this story now. My boy got the bop bop after lunch. No, no, it was it was not a bop bop. It, it was, was a bop punch. It was a bop. Not was, a bop bop. It was a bop. When you first told the story, I thought that a scuffle ensued after. Right. But so now just, I know why you held on to it for so long because he snuck you and you didn't do he nothing. Didn't sneak I didn't do nothing. He didn't sneak him. He said that he, he said did he sneak saw him. It. No, and let me said, tell you, he said he saw his fist. Coming to his face. This is why I don't like telling stories. <laughs> That's what this he is the reason why I don't like let telling tell y'all stories. Let me tell you that he saw his fist coming to his face. Let me y'all tell you why I say that he snuck him, though. When it's not supposed to be picked apart. I say that he snuck him because instead of stealing off on him in class when he had two free hands, he waited till he was coming out the lunch line with a tray in his hand but he, where he, both he his hands him, were occupied. But he asked him, what you say? <laughs> he waited till both nah, his nah, hands nah, were occupied, nah, nah, T Dot could have set the tray down. No, nah, he didn't give him time the way he telling the story. No, he nah. it's like he said, walked up to him and said, "What you say about mama?" And swung. No, like all in no, one no, swing. No, no. That's, that's not how I got now, it. it was a, it was a weak punch because I still had my tray in my hand, so I didn't drop the tray. Just my glasses came <laughs> off because of proximity. So he smacked where the, you where the hand lay. So he didn't punch you. He smacked you. I mean, the fist was closed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting worse by the more we talk about. I'm it. in sixth grade. Y'all taking me back to a time now. Of where I'm dealing with you. I know. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get take it in. <laughs> y'all, to, y'all are taking me back. They're all trying to take me back to a loss. <laughs> he tried to take you. No, taking me back. I was trying to. It was definitely. It's L. a loss. It was definitely L. But I won't go harbor on it because I. It's just now you're adding more layers, like an onion, like you're peeling back. We're peeling it now. back. We're peeling it back. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how you got stole off on your glasses get knocked off. And did you sit the tray down and pick your glasses up, or what? You like what? What did people do? Were they like, ooh? Were you like? Oh, it was a lot. Of oh, yeah, so it's sixth grade. And, and sixth, seventh, sixth, eighth grade. Oh, oh yeah, yeah everybody. So what you and do? You just picked your glasses up and, and walked off. You <laughs> 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 just walked off in your bugle boys and kept pushing. <laughs> Hey yo. Hey yo. Oh. Hey yo. Oh yo. Oh. <laughs> you just walked off? Uh, I walked off, bro. <laughs> I walked That's off. That's why you held on to it. For That's so why long. you held on. You 
you held on yeah. because you didn't respond the way that you felt like you should but have life, in that moment. But life has a way of coming back around for, oh, for circle, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, when we got to high school, he was the same type of tempered gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up, um, not we, but he ended up being in a hospital because he was a uh, uh, he was he got shot. I don't know. I don't know what the, the whole instance is and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then I look at that and I'm like, okay, let's not harbor that sixth grade instance right there because he got his time to shine. But I'm shining in life right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as we laugh at all, we can revisit. We can answer those questions that y'all had. You know about the whole instance and stuff like that. But um, I just, I just, I, I felt, I felt for homie because he had lost everything in life already. Sure, he, he lost, he lost his mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so this was a moment in which he could, he could have, um, and because of, because of who I am, I let him have his moment. But I suffered from it though. I mean, from you know, I suffered from it because I didn't get my lick back. Mm-hmm. And it was only for the record. It was only one bop. It wasn't a bop bop. It was a one bop. And he actually stood there waiting for me to respond, and I didn't give him this. Uh, I didn't give him that satisfaction. Well, you couldn't see to give him the satisfaction. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> hey yo, this is the Manly D's podcast. Yo, lace. See, man, that's why I wasn't gonna ask the questions. I was gonna let it breathe. We was gonna move on. My bad. I was, I was just gonna curious. peel back, peel curious. back the onion. I was curious. My bad. You know what I'm saying? My, bad. My I was boy. just trying to get My to the bad. root of why you maybe held on to it for so long because you say you held on to it for a long mm-hmm. time. So I was trying to see what was the reason because usually when we hold on to things in a loss like that or that type of situation, most mostly it's because we feel like we didn't respond how we wanted to respond. And that's exactly it. That yeah. Moment. yeah. Like I should have done more or I should have done um, something. Whether I lost the fight or not, I should have at least swung back or something like that. Like so, that's why I was asking if you, if shut up, Lace. If, I was just asking. I didn't that's even why. say that. That's, but that's actually a good point because I, at that point, at that point in life, by sixth grade, I hadn't had outside of a kindergarten tussle. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't actually had a. How old are you at uh, sixth grade? Probably like 11, 11 12. 12. 11, 12. I hadn't had a 11, 12 year old fight. It's mm-hmm. been it's been straight up, you know, and I and I wasn't I wasn't prepared, you know. If we if we were to test our strengths, it was done on the football field at that age, you know what I'm saying? I never had to test my strength outside of the football field, and it was a fear that I was going to fail. And then not only did I get punched in the face, but then I got mopped up mm-hmm. in front of everybody at the school. And uh, but afterwards, you know, my friend. Uh, he pat me on my shoulder. He said, "Hey man, you did a good job. You did." Good, you did <laughs> and I appreciate. Stop giving you. this nigga ammo. And I appreciate you. I appreciate Stop you. Stop giving lace ammo, bro. I ain't even said that, man. I'm just taking it all in. I'm just. I am. I'm, I'm trying to get so to. So when root. you got bopped and walked off, I was just saying, did you go back to the classroom or like, really? <laughs> did you go? Did you walk to the principal's why, office? Why? Like, okay. Um, I, I don't really know where the where these questions are leading to. No, I'm just asking, but I I am going to answer them. Uh-huh. Um, I, we went to the principal's office. Oh, okay, gotcha. okay, where uh Miss Simon Miss Symington was the principal at the time. Um, awesome black lady and uh, black girl magic, and uh, we talked through the situation. 
and I went back to class. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. So you didn't eat your lunch? Lunch was done. Oh. That's what I'm saying. So, so you got through all of lunch and everything? No, it started at lunch. He got bopped when he was getting up to dump his to go tray. Oh, okay. Tray. See, the That's way that why I thought yeah, I interpreted yeah, yeah. you would had just got the lunch out the line and you nah. were walking to no, the no, table no, no, and he no, walked no. up on you and I stole still ha- off on you. I still, okay. Hey, you ain't got to say that. No, you just say my, that the situation happened. Okay, my fault. <laughs> I thought that that situation. <laughs> so that's why I said he go to the principal because he got stole off on. And what you do with your trade? Did you just like? I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. <what I was, laughs> I'm not trying to make you relive this traumatic experience that you my friend that you had trying. took my tray from me out my hand. Oh, because <laughs> I was putting my glasses on in the moment. And then he was like, it's you, did you did good. good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Oh. That is funny to me. But I got makeup story fights. Uh, so that's the reason why when I got to, okay, talking about losses, that's the reason why when I got to ninth grade and, um, uh, uh, G- uh, I ain't going to say his name. I'll say his name for the sake of us. When G- broke my necklace, I went to, I went to town. Because he had to not only pay for breaking my necklace, but he had to pay for sixth grade instance of me mm-hmm. getting punched in the face. So he got double whoopings. Yeah. But that goes to show, too, you shouldn't go, you know what I mean? You know how some cats, they relish in opportunities to fight, stuff like that. You never know what somebody True. dealing with or they past trauma, how that might That's come out. Only- like legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're talking about men. Men have a terrible habit of that similar to Troy we go through experiences where we feel like we should have responded or reacted a certain way right 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 and then you carry that around with you for however many years and then the opportunity presents itself now then you gotta show up five situations now I gotta up the score on you uh-huh. you know what I'm saying now I'm doing stuff that I probably wouldn't do right so cause I lost the fist fight last time I gotta shoot you this time cause yeah. I ain't right. about to be embarrassed you know what I'm saying right. so it's like we carry that stuff around um, with us but I know that for uh, well, I'll just say me. I won't say a lot of men, but I, I don't think I'm unique in that situation. I think the the struggle for me a lot of times is the reason why I was carrying it around um, or living in that loss for so long is because I felt like it was a, impacting my present. Mm-hmm. Uh, like always feeling like, damn, if I had made the right decision or if I had done this, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. or I wouldn't be working as hard as I'm working right mm-hmm. now sure. to yeah. try to repair. Yeah. So then it's kind of like, you can't get away from it because you feel like the decision is affecting your present. So then you like frustrated about it. Like you feel like you in this, mm-hmm. you know, never that does, cycle. That, yeah, but that that may be so though, because yeah, I mean, we've all been in situations where if I would have done this then, I wouldn't be having to do this now. But at the end of the day, you still learn something from it. You know what I'm saying? You know what not to do as you move forward. You know what I'm saying? So I can see it both ways. I can see it both ways. So what's the what's the uh, a male? I, I know. Okay, better not roll up on me <laughs> with no with, with no with no foolishness. Like not like that. What's but you the, did a good job. What's the moral? That's the moral of the story. Regardless of the outcome, you did a good job. You did a good, you did a good job. job. You did a good job because you made an attempt at something. Yeah, okay, you made it. You did a good job, and you learned something. You learned something from it. Whether you whether you got a win or you got a or you got an L, you did a good job. You did a good job. A decision is better than no decision. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm saying yes, so. Yes. A decision is better than no decision. I think you know. So that's when mm-hmm. you did a good job comes. Into Absolutely. Play. No matter what, you did a good job. Yeah. You did a good job, black man. Yeah. I hate both of y'all. <laughs> I'm just telling I hate you. Both of y'all. 
I'm I'm I I'm just you. telling you, you did a good oh, job, man. bro. You did a good job, my guy. Because I know when you do the slow blink and you know you try to hold your face <laughs> and stuff like that, I know what's really going on behind the eyes. What, what did I do? Let me do the let me do us a favor. This is the Manly D's podcast. <laughs> hey. Well, until next time, we out. We out. Mm, 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 mm.